So, welcome to Psychobabble. (laughs) (laughs) Will we dissect our, uh, yes, nocturnal adventures or not? The Sunday Skypers. What we have here is a dwarfless burning wheel one shot. I believe Wilhelm took the setting from a Swedish RPG, so maybe some of our Swedish listeners will recognize it. If you're interested in the mechanics of how Wilhelm guided us through some streamlined character creation, you can check the forum. The characters we came up with are Ari as Kale, a nobleman who's looking for his brother's killer, Todd as Hunlo, a mage looking for some ancient treasures, and myself as Marklin, a thief and cutthroat who killed the person Hunlow was planning to meet and hopes to get a piece of that ancient treasure. We didn't reach an absolute end to this story, so we may come back to it later. We'll see. For now, enjoy this. Yeah, anything else you want to get off your chests before we we start sticking you in the fire? I'm just kind of curious how magic actually works since we never used it before. Oh, you'll get to see how it works. I mean, art magic is the the most straightforward type of magic. Uh, the default burning wheel magic stuff that you see in, uh, like, uh, the burning wheel gold is uh, spell based. So you you have you have to buy individual spells uh, with resource points. Um, and they have all these facets and elements. And I was like, yes, well, this is a one shot. I don't really want to bother with that. Also, the world is slightly different in in Outlook to, uh, you know, mad magicians with spellbooks. So I thought, hey, I have the magic burner. I can just use art magic, and it'll be great. We can have uh, bloody magic rolls. Uh, well, <laughs> we could have had it if you had, like, fire spells or, like, death spells or something. But, you know, truth works, too. <laughs> well, uh, there, there's... Lots of ways to see the truth as as well, so yeah, you might be able to spin that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna have be able to have like you, you're gonna be able to test sorcery against a bunch of stuff, and the way it will work if you want to like see the truth or understand what people are intending, you have to use your sorcery to temporarily give yourself a trait that lo- allows you to do that. And I added some examples in the on the first page of uh, the forum mm-hmm. thread. In the little, like, of heroes and villains in the polar night, the greater diviner wrote, and then there's Kale, and then uh, you have Hunlo, and at the very bottom it says traits via art magic. So one example is Manhunter, which is an all four spell. Then you can, like, divine strong feelings and such. Uh, there's also Second Sight, which is magical detection. We may not always use the, these. I may decide that, okay, we're just going to have a straight-up test or a versus test uh, if, if, you know, someone is... is uh, Opposing you, but generally speaking, yeah, you you give yourself a trait, and if you want to have the trait for the entire session, the obstacle is a little higher. And if you want to have a trait for for the entire campaign, the obstacle is even higher. So in that way, it's kind of cool. If you have a long campaign, you're like, you know what, the all the all seeing tarot truth. I have given myself the the magical version of a second sight. That's that's going to be. Uh, active throughout this campaign, and you know it may be an ob eight, oh. you know, test. But if you succeed, you're going to have that trait all through the campaign. And if you fail, you're going to have it all through the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> that may in fact be true, yes, uh, or some version of it. So yeah, um, but most of this stuff is is fairly simple. I elected to go with a much simpler 
setup, obviously. What I'm thinking for structure is we're gonna have like we're gonna have two of you arrive at the the colony, and we're gonna have some some like settlement stuff happen. You know, you're gonna have get to work on your your you know initial beliefs about convincing each other about stuff and maybe interacting a bit with the locals. Then we're gonna take a little break, have a Arta Awards session brief. And uh, after that, we're going to launch into the adventure proper, which may, depending on the time, it may be, you're there, you're at the place, now what do you do, right? Or it may be, you're on the way there, we'll see. Uh, Looking at at the lovely write-up that you did for me, thank you, DT, in parentheses, gifted. Uh, It's a die trait. It's Ah. it's a required trait for, for working magic. You need to be gifted to... To use. Uh, closely related to touched. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's probably exactly the same, except <laughs> so, <laughs> marginal difference. Uh, right. Uh, since this is like the Cliff Notes version of a much beloved module, I have some classic stuff for you uh, in the form of handouts. So, Ooh. yes, I'm going to link a few things. So first, I'm going to give you a very, very well, wrong map. It's it's not, you know, according to uh, the size of the islands are wrong, the distances from the islands are wrong, uh, the distances described in the map itself are wrong. It's in Swedish, so it's appropriate that, you know, it be a bit, you know, curious. So, but anyway, so you can see that uh, that there are four islands at the bottom of the map, and that's the empire you're from. Uh, and you can see there's a ship going uh, going to the northeast up to an island, a polar island, and that's the the new frontier, so to speak, where you, where your empire is getting all the the precious precious sulfur. Yeah, love love the Toronodon. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there there's there are of course rumors that there are all kinds of like flying lizards and dragons and shit up there. So that's that's interesting. Or not, or, you know, horrifying, it depends on your point of view. Um, for Dirk, specifically, but, you know, you can all ogle it, doesn't matter. I have a different handout, which is, um, no, that's the wrong one. This is a map that, that Marklin got from, um, from Saul, from the still cooling body of, of Saul, detailing, uh, specific places on this, um, polar colony. Again, it's in Swedish, so which I think is appropriate because Marklin doesn't have read or write, so you have to kind of put your finger on the text and sound out the letters in order to you know slowly make sense of what what anything says. So you can see there's a lot of ice, which is uh, a big huge glacier, and uh, you know we'll get into the specifics of it later. Uh, where to begin? I think we are going to begin with some good old-fashioned box text. Isn't that exciting? Woohoo! Yes. And I've taken the liberty of translating it so you don't have to listen to me droning on in Swedish. Um, Thank you. Yes. Okay. So this this, uh, box text pertains to two of you since uh, Marklin has already been on this colony for about six months. And Marklin, it's been the, the, the spring and summer months, so it hasn't been absolutely horrible. It's just that, you know, in the summer when temperatures rise up into the positives, the hard, frozen sod becomes mud. There are flies everywhere, and the stench of sulfur is even worse. And you still get the sort of glacial north winds that just pierce every piece of clothing, no matter the season. So, I mean, it's still horrible. It's just not as horrible. 
you don't you you don't really look forward to spending another six months in this place because there uh, the the trading convoys go up here only twice a year, uh, right after the pack ice melts and right before it freezes over, and it just it re restocks um, the colonies, picks up all the sulfur that's been mined or or produced over six months, and then goes back home. This, this pertains chiefly to Kale and um, Hunlo, who are going to uh, the polar colony by boat. So, um, yeah, hold on to your breeches or maces or whatever you use. After a weary month's voyage over cold waters, the craggy coast of Mariura rises out of the mist like a menacing monster. The trading convoy you have chosen to follow finally draws close to its destination, the colony of Arhem, the farthest outpost of the empire in the north beyond which lies the endless polar wastes. Lots of fun. The five round-bottomed boats sail all through the forenoon, north along inhospitable cliffs, before a fjord opens before them like a deep and grievous wound. Even here at the mouth, the water is a mucky yellow, vile to the smell. But when the harbor in Arham closes in about the vessels, the reek of sulfur is unbearable to your unaccustomed noses. By the fishing huts on the north shore, rows of silent, fair-skinned people stand. No one is smiling, not even the children. But, of course, by the docks, the day is much brighter. You know, the tradesmen stroke their beards with relish, awaiting new goods. A gay-clad jester plays his flute. Whores flaunt themselves in the afternoon sun. Trappers greet you with toothless grins, and homebound veterans cheer at the ships. Uh, the mooring is quickly secured, but before anyone else is let ashore, uh, the convicts are unloaded. Uh, they're pale and bone-thin and uh, led away, their drugged brains knowing neither where nor to why. Uh, nor, to where nor why, ye gods. I can't even read. Uh, oh, you're, you're reading and translating on the fly. I think you're doing a pretty good job. Actually, I translated ahead of time since I had the presence of mind to <laughs> avoid that stuff. So, yeah. Right, right, right. I'm translating on the fly. What am I saying? Of course, yes. This is my gift. So, your eyes are drawn away to the land beyond the colony, rising to breathtaking glaciers glistening in the distance. For a moment, you are warmed by the, warmed by the thought that even here, there is beauty. But then, with a screeching of trumpets, a herald appears, right? Posturing imperiously, he begins to read from a roll of parchment. Marklin, you heard all this the last, like, the, when you got here six months ago, so, you know, this is a bunch of bullshit. But for the newly, newly arrived, this is what he says. Warden Gotthard of Melser, Primus Procuratus, and Imperial Folk of Western Majora, hails the traveler's welcome to the Tracorian port of Arhem and says to you thus, You have found it well to voyage unto Mariura. Still, those storm-whites with great pain whips this hellhole where naught of human comfort is found. Let it so be, as each man smiths best his own fate, and many seek the realm's new ports for to gain their glory and riches. Little wills Gotthard to test your courage, nor to your intentions to explore like the small-minded hag. Let but the following be fixed in your minds. In Arhem, Tracorish law applies to all men and bestial half-breeds alike. And hereto what regulations the warden's office finds just and good. Thus shall the one who in any way or wise disturbs the realm's sulfur trade pay his dues in silver, sword, or rod upon the body. Perhaps you have come for rumor of hidden grave gold in the wild heath. To this it will be said that was such harvest to be reaped, it was surely reaped already by Gotthard. 
Perhaps you seek the lairs of drake worms. Yet to you, stripling heroes, it will be said that the worm, Blatterfagus its name, is uh, to a life in peace and contemplation has slithered and may not be disturbed. To oversee the worm's retirement is posted by imperial degree a magister of Trisilvi. Further... It will be said that without permission, for which crime the punishment is well measured, the slave dwellings by the eastern marshlands may not be entered. It shall yet further be known that of every income harvested from Ayuri land or waters, the warden reserves the right to claim one-tenth on behalf of the realm. Similarly, the realm is due one-third of all gains in ore, spring, or other fruits of the earth. So says your warden, Gotthard of Melser, and bids peace among good men and bestial half-breeds alike. And with that, he rolls up his uh, scroll and, and attempts to climb down for whatever box he's climbed on top. Yeah, so, Kale and Hunlo, where are you? Uh, are you are you walking down the gangplank? Are you observing the colony from, from the safety, relative safety of the ship's deck? Or what's happening? I can imagine we were both standing on the deck listening to this little man speak. Yes. <laughs> yes, and uh, Kale's just, because he's used to these type of proclamations at home, so he's just kind of rubbing his eyes going, oh, great, is he ever going to shut up? <laughs> <laughs> As he, he appears to, to remain in the crowd, and he's sort of scanning uh, the newcomers for people of import, um, which means... Kale, if you want to stay anonymous at all, that may be a test. At this point, I don't think he's really thinking about that. All right, cool. cool, cool. Uh, he is he is smart, but he's not smart in those ways. He's more <laughs> he's more book learned and etiquette learned than actual cutting. Right, so. right, right. right. You, you're this sort of naive. Never been away from home. Uh, yeah. Noble, yes, excellent. Okay, so. I have no idea it would be a good idea to stay anonymous, though. <laughs> it usually isn't. I mean, you usually get more out of life when you say who you are, because you're noble. People are are beginning to unload stuff. There are lots of gulls. The reek of sulfur is, like I said, unbearable. Lots of people along the the docks and the quay moving stuff. Well, I'm there to see if I can pick out. Uh... Oh, of course, you're in the crowd. I guess we'll assume that you have an idea what these people look like, or at least what what uh, Hunlo looks like. Like maybe maybe you tortured Saul a little before he died. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Just for simplicity's sake, right? You, you seem to spot someone in in the company of a younger, naive-looking noble. Mm, money. Okay. Yes, yes, money. It appears that you have found not only <laughs> not only your quarry, but a money bags as well. Might be a good day. Who is playing maracas? Talk, Snoopy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I didn't even know you guys could hear that. <laughs> That's fine. I'm, I'm sure there's someone walking around with a, a quay bell or something, you know, shaking. Oh, what? One of those whores, uh, just just jingling and jangling and trying to get your attention. Absolutely. (laughs) Which probably isn't too far off from Snoopy anyways. (laughs) There's two things you can't get rid of in the Empire, death and taxes. One's to hope that the welcome's going to be warmer than this weather. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're freezing, aren't you? (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. Uh, I assume knowing that you were going to an Arctic colony, uh, you at least brought a thicker cloak. Brought one, yes. Wearing one, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a problem yet. But yeah. Ooh. Cold, cold, yeah. cold wind. <clears throat> huh. Very appropriate. <laughs> yeah, you may have to play that out again later <laughs> with failure health test. So yeah, uh, I, I assume you you uh, disembark and um, and maybe someone, an individual, shoulders uh, through the crowd to greet you. Well, I'm looking for Saul. As he's looking for Saul, I'll approach him, uh, Mister Hunlo, or whatever the appropriate phrase. Yeah, he's not. He's not. You know. He's not a noble of any kind. You don't have to give him any titles. Mr. Hunlo, uh, I'm Saul's partner, Marklin. Oh, okay. I, I, I just, when I exhale, I think a cloud of uh, breath, you know, just <laughs> con- con- congealing. <laughs> I just, well, take me to him then. Yes, well, I have some bad news there. He's, he's gone missing. Missing? Yeah. I know we... But also, I've traveled on that stinking ship for a month for nothing. Oh, certainly not. He had told me about your coming here. That's why I was here to meet you. So I, I can help you. I've got the maps to, to lead us to what you're after. Good. Have we already assembled an expedition? I didn't have the funds to do that. So no. <laughs> probably, probably, like, I imagine the camera. As he says, we didn't have the funds to do that. You're like, the camera's just panning over to Gale. (laughs) (laughs) Gale is just looking around confused about where to go. So it's like, the funds, um, they're standing right there, actually. Well, uh, um, that was not a, uh, situation I could have foreseen. Gale, go find your luggage. My luggage is being brought to me as we speak. Is that okay, by the way, Kale? I mean, he is a wizard, so maybe maybe failing to address you as a lord is not a, a, a big. Uh, I mean, a big deal. Yeah, if it had been Marklin, I would have said something, but he's sure. got magic. I know magic can hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they went over that in basic noble uh, <laughs> training. Gotcha. Respect wizards. Yes. Now the question is: Do you know me, a wizard, through action, or just simply by the uh, mace and the uh, symbol that I wear? Well, you've been on this boat together for a month in cramped quarters. Yeah, we've probably talked. Yeah, a little. Like you probably know my entire reason for coming here too, because Kale doesn't keep his mouth shut. <laughs> oh, okay. Probably That's... desperate for information. Probably. <laughs> well, ah, uh, being. Uh, a practical sort, Lord Kale. Notice <clears throat> the actual title there. <laughs> it seems like we might have a common interest in Nod the Dirk's character. My partner here might be able to help you in your search as well. Oh, that would be splendid, but what is your name? Marklin. I'm a noble. I don't listen to people not when they talk. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Marklin, your lord. <laughs> That'll do. Beautiful. Your lord. <laughs> do you have more more accommodations for this expedition you're talking about? Right. So, uh, Mar- Marklin or Mark, you know there's a um, there's a totally respectable inn 
it's not up to, you know, empire standards, but it does agree anyone and everyone. Um, you know, it doesn't, if you're, it doesn't matter if you're a foreigner or not, uh, called, uh, Hilders Inn. It's right here in town, right next to the marketplace. Uh, it's a great place if you want to just uh, grab a, a hot drink or if you want to, uh, work at a business deal, all that stuff. I'll, I'll lead them to it then. All right. So you, you pass, um, through the southern, the southern side yard, which the, the north and southern side meet into a river. And the river is just completely and utterly like muck yellow because it empties out from the sulfur marshes, which you can discern in the distance from the steam and the smell that uh, river outflow is just emptying out into the fjord in this ugly, horrible, stinky yellow. And uh, you have um, a wide variety of people uh, walking about. You have the natives of this island. Uh, and by natives, I mean people who have drifted out of the empire over the last couple of hundred years, hoping to find a new place for themselves where they can live without having to live under the thumb of a lord or someone, right? They they just want to fish and hunt and lead their own lives. But of course, you found sulfur here, and then you came here and kicked their asses and, and said, now you're going to pay taxes. So they don't like you very much. But that's neither here nor there, because, uh, you know, you won. There are some of those here. They're uh, mostly uh, pale, fair, fair-skinned, fair-haired. They are the people who live on the north north shore in the fishing quarters, which appear to be sort of disorganized and, and randomly built, no real plan. The southern quarter have this, like, very structured... It's almost like it started as a military camp, and then it was uh, dismantled or, or, you know, it changed character into a... Um, into a settlement, so uh, an old barracks building was was uh, converted into a storehouse, stuff like that. So you pass through the market pl- through the marketplace, and in the marketplace you see one or two very odd characters. They look kind of like your typical like Neanderthal, sort of short and squat and dark with broad, low broad forehead and br- broad features and and stuff. They really reek of something that's like spoiled lard or something. Uh, and people tend to give them a wide berth or just, you know, they, they, you know, wrinkle their noses at them or, or, you know, avoid them. They don't appear to take any heed or mind that. In the marketplace, of course, there's a wide variety of goods. Googos from down south to hides and, and, uh, even, even ivory from, from, uh, mammoths that apparently walk the tundra or rather the glacier, the great glacier. Uh, you pass anyway the the market unless you really want to stop and look at something. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're just walking along to stay, but every now and then, uh, Hunla would just look at something and and just analyze it, like try to suss out its history, where it's traveled, who's handled it, and then remember to uh, follow <laughs> the other two. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, you get a, you get a definite sense that there's a three part divide. There are the privileged uh, southerners, you guys. There are the subjugated natives, and then there are they are there are the you know these Neanderthal looking Aboriginal inhabitants who everyone despises, but um, <laughs> appear to have like they seem to be the least duplicitous of all these people. <laughs> Anyway, you approach a kind of T-shaped longhouse uh, with a sign above the door that, with a sort of grinning bore, and it says Hilders Inn on it. Finest uh, accommodations in this um, godforsaken place. 
a grinning pig. A grinning boar, yes. It's it's almost like perversely there's there's perverse pleasure taken in in like depicting this pig grinning as broadly as possible. It's like welcome to the happy low life. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Uh, as I mentioned previously in the the preamble, uh, pigs are um, considered inauspicious. <laughs> this may in fact be a stab, uh, a, a quote unquote subtle stab at the southerners by the northerners who are natives here. Joy. <laughs> at this point, um, Kale could care less what the sign is and more if it's warm inside. Oh yeah, you can, you can feel warm air streaming out. And you, can, you can smell the, the smell of wine and, and uh, meat, cooking meat. Bold wine? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh yeah. The, the spice is a big import here. So, so spice is going all the way up here to be used in wines and other stuff. <laughs> Anything to drown out the smell. <laughs> True. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you enter, and first of all, you enter a, uh, kind of vestibule where you have a very bored-looking uh, southern soldier sort of sleepily waiting by the uh, entrance proper into the, the inn itself. And uh, along the walls, there are you know, halberds, uh, swords, anything larger than a knife is, uh, is um, stashed out here. Hmm. Well, unless this guy can uh, see through my cloak, I doubt that he's going to see the mace hanging at uh, off my belt. Do you, do you want to attempt to pass by with your mace into the the inn? I won't even look at him. I'll ignore him and, and just walk in. Okay, so it's not even like, well, I'm just... Like, you know, me? Carry a weapon? No. That, <laughs> that sounds like inconspicuous to me. You're just another patron. Like, what? Huh? A scruffy patron at that. <laughs> <laughs> So let's go to your uh, wonderful skill list, and we can see that you have... I believe that is a two. Yes, okay. Since this individual is a sleepy and bored and not at all paying attention much, it's an ob one, so you need one success. Oh, uh, I'm giving you two fate points and one persona point to start with. Ah, always good to know. Hey, there we go. You get a success. Woohoo! So, <laughs> <laughs> so you managed to pass the board guard, you know, who's sort of, you can see that he's actually literally fallen asleep, standing up, you know, arms crossed. Um, so no worries. You enter into the, um, the longhouse proper, which is this s- s- sort of spacious, very crude long room. Uh, in the center, there's a fire pit. Uh, the floor is hard stamped mud with these wooden shavings covering it. Tables and benches are all made of, of fir trees. And, and they're sort of roughly made. There's no, like, refinement at all in here. Uh, above the, the central fire pit, uh, there's simply a hole in the, in the roof <coughs> acting as a, as a chimney. And uh, from the edges of the, the hole in the roof, there are these lamb shanks hanging to be smoked. Uh, and you well, see a variety of people, you know, sitting and walking around and dealing. I imagine uh, everyone tries to get as close as they can to the center since that's the major source of heat. <laughs> <laughs> so far, yes. Yes. I mean, it's not. It's in the middle of the day or afternoon, rather. So people haven't really uh, entered yet. So the few who are here are, yes, close to the fire. There's a um, dark haired girl in like her 20s who runs up to you and she goes, Oh, Marklin, welcome back. Can I get you anything? Oh, are you friends from down south? 
Yes, yes. Looking at the Lord. Uh, bring us your finest. Oh, oh, of course. And she looks at the Lord like, oh, oh, my word. Like, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then she, you know, leaves to get refreshments. The girl's name is Mariti. You've, you've, uh, since you spent six months here, and most of it you probably spent in here, huddling. You've become uh, quite accustomed with, or, or quite acquainted with uh, the <coughs> owner and so forth. Uh, she's the daughter of the owner, Hildur himself. Is that a table or something we can sit at, please? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Very irritable. They have, like, no manners like that. They just assume that you're going to take a table by yourself. You come in, you pick a table. <laughs> oh, he doesn't know that. No, you don't. It was just hilarious. But I guess Marklin knows, so Marklin would, you know. Yeah, take it. I like how Hubbo yeah, totally did not exist in that transaction. <laughs> you're weird looking, which is interesting, but you're not good looking, and you're not a noble, and you're not exciting. <laughs> so yeah, you find you find yourselves a table. Miriti comes back with um, three steaming, not steaming. Well, yeah, steaming. Of course, they warm things up. They give you warm ale. That's what they do. And um, she hurries off to get something from the kitchen. So here you are. Here's where we have a culture shock because he's never drunk an ale before. <laughs> right, maybe you're expected to get like wine in a dainty. Well, he's like had bath. warm wine, but it's kind of like he's never had anything as strong as ale. This is gonna be hilarious. Well, what can you tell me about Saul? What lie will you cook up now? <laughs> well, he went off to. Well, I guess what are we saying is where Hunlow's objective is. As close as you can figure, he was looking for a crypt of some kind which is out on the glacier. It's either, if you look at the map that I gave you, mm-hmm. uh, it's either the mountain that pokes up to the, the left of, of the central Camorda or the right. It's a bit difficult to tell which it is because their names are very similar and you're not that good at reading. That's what you know. I know. I could say uh, he was going towards blah blah And you show, yes. show the map and see what he, he looks at. Oh, of course. You, you roll out the map and, and, um, and Hunlo, you can see uh, the markings. And, and there are probably some annotations that are not on this map. Something about there's a little like scribble in one side that says ask druids, question mark, sanctuary under glacier, question mark. And then there's like a, a bit of uh, writing in in uh, Saul's personal longhand, which you can't read. Saul's personal longhand, yes, as a as a cipher or just a scrawl. It's <laughs> you know, it's it's when you contract. Like it is a cipher in the sense that that he has contracted words a lot, so he can like write very fast and still keep his thoughts in in um, flowing. Mm-hmm. So you would have to know his longhand. Which, I mean, it's not impossible. Like, if you, if you get, hmm, since you were partners, uh, I guess if you, if you succeed in all the three read test, I'll, I'll tell you what it says. <laughs> Can I use research for that? You cannot use research, no. You, you, you had, wow. you would have to have, like, several other documents with the same longhand and then cross-reference in order to be able to use research like you, you essentially you need a library to find out information from to use research is this all you have did Saul have a shop uh, I some of this is difficult to read I was hoping to find some more of his documents this is unfortunately all you could get your hands on well, this is all he left me with <sighs> so no 
allocations for supplies or people will need for the expedition. Oh, I can, it's probably right there in the long hand. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm afraid of. It's, it, it's like a, a shopping list that's uh, all scrunched together. It says, I, I'm going to have to translate this. That he, he's written this in his own uh, hand. Where can we find uh, druids? Do, do, is there any in, t- in this town? Marklin, you've been here for six months, so you know there is a, a kind of order of weirdos. They have <laughs> they have a, a small chapel uh, near the marketplace. You haven't paid too much attention to them, or at least you didn't until right after you got a, a hold of this stuff, because you could make out, you know, ask druids, and then you're like, hmm, actually, why don't you test? I'm going to give you information either way, but let's see let's see how much information you can ring out. Uh, this is a graduated test, so there's no, you know, the obstacle is one, right? And, and we can see uh, the depth of information you get. Uh, you could use either village-wise or uh, rumor-wise, or you could use either and fork. That works too. We'll use one and fork the other. Cool. So three dice, obstacle is one. Awesome. Okay, so you get at least one uh, bit of information. So what you know... Which isn't a lot, is that they're a sort of collection of weirdos who, you've heard, believe that the glacier, which they call Komorda, is a living being. And uh, they think that the glacier itself and the cold wind and, and frozen fluids are like uh, the path to enlightenment and understanding of, of oneness with, with all life. You know, because all life freezes or something. Like, it's weird. Like, it's some weird doctrine. They're odd because they never wear shoes or headwear or footwear. Uh, or yeah, They never wear gloves or shoes. They don't have any thick garments on. They seem to be completely impervious to the cold. They don't have a high mortality rate. <laughs> the ones you've seen, anyway, have, uh, you don't know because you have, you didn't pay attention much, but, but the, the person who operates the chapel, near the marketplace is usually a different person. So either they're idiots and they die out on the on the glacier or there's something to their um, uh, creed and they just, you know, um, cycle the uh, the uh, chapel duty in town. But uh, they tend to dress in these flowing silk robes, thin flowing silk robes that make them look like, uh, you know, scarlet flames when they walk around in, in winter. They have a local, a local temple we can go talk to them. Right. There's also uh, you've heard the rumor also with one success that they have a uh, they have a temple somewhere out on the the glacier or or out of town. So this is like their connection point to to bring new people into the the cult, if you will. But their you know place proper is somewhere else. And yeah, they spend a lot of time out on the glacier. I think they have a temple out there too. Maybe where Saul was going when he disappeared. Mariti comes back with uh, with uh, pork and um, some kind of um, root vegetable on yeah. on like like clay tablets or wooden 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 plates wooden plates. There we go. And you'll get like a knife. Hello, we'll dig in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was just trying to figure out how to dig in. Yeah, there's yeah, there's no fork. <laughs> oh, I'm Mark gonna do my best. In. <laughs> awesome. I attack the food like you would a warrior. <laughs> Do you eat a warrior? I don't know. Well, no. You you attack it. It's like, mm-hmm. Marklin, of course, has a knife, so... Oh, you mean you have a, an eating knife of your own? 
Wow. It can be used for eating. Okay, so you have that all-purpose <laughs> knife. Great. Awesome. <laughs> I eat the knife that has the blood of my enemies on it. <laughs> it probably does. It probably does have... Well, I'm sure you you dried it off on Saul's clothing or something, but cool. I, I love I love that detail. It's the same knife. You know, if this were a show, we'd know that it was the same knife. <laughs> cool. So you take your, your afternoon victuals. It's filling, if not the most exciting food ever. I'm, I'm sure it'll do a fine job of clotting the arteries. <laughs> well, you need fat up here, otherwise you'll freeze. Well, th- this is definitely going to be more difficult without uh, Saul. Marklin, do you think you could take the Lord uh, possibly um, to, to the markets? Maybe perhaps we can find some uh, guides. Uh, I-, I think I need to speak to, to the Druids and see if I can uh, discern some more information from this map. I should probably go with you. you know, I'm familiar with uh, them in the local area in case there needs to be any... Um bridging of understanding between us. <laughs> Hold on now. Hold on. I have not yet agreed to pay for this expedition. True, but Marklin is also probably your best source for information for your own personal quest. Here's a question for everyone. Is Kale's second belief already like, do we need to rewrite it? Because that is, I need to get Hunlo to work for me. It could be useful. Is that something that you haven't agreed on, that yes. you need to agree on now? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I think we're sussing that out right now. Yeah, we <laughs> awesome. are kind okay. of just, doing that. just so we know. I thought the agreement was uh, fairly uh, straightforward. I, I was, of course, banking on Saul's knowledge, but Marklin will adequately uh, suffice. You help us, we can help you. Oh, said so Marklin does not know exactly what we're here for, or at least what I'm here for. I'm sure he's a clever man, and we'll figure it out as soon as you start asking questions. Um, Very well. I'm sorry, your lord. Uh, Saul didn't tell me anything about your involvement in this. I can't say if I've ever heard of Saul. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, by the way, the serving girl is, like, making eyes at you from from the other side of the room. Oh, she's so out of luck. That's, that's the point. <laughs> oh, she doesn't even know she's out of luck, does she? Well, I don't have the look about me, so. She's just lingering by one of the tables, uh, cleaning it off way too long. I'm going to use that to my advantage later, I think. <laughs> <laughs> kind of rests his, uh, his chin on his hand and goes, he's looking at uh, Marklin. How long will it take you to find these druids of yours? Uh, the ones in town? No time at all. They're just uh, across the marketplace here. And be off with you and bring them back. I will avail myself of what is here until you return. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Nothing could go wrong with that. <laughs> and see if they're willing to come talk to you. Tell them I will pay their price, whatever it be. Is there anything particular you're asking them? I know what Hunlo is looking for from Saul, but uh, are you looking for the same thing? No. Actually, I'm looking for something far different. I, I probably... uh. This is a note for Will. Mm-hmm. I probably have a sketch of the man I'm looking for, like done by the um, probably the Empress's artist. All right. So I'm gonna uh, take that out and uh, hand him the scroll so he can see. I'm looking for this man, dead or alive. <laughs> not me, is it? <laughs> no, no, it's not you. It's not you. Good. Killed any brothers lately? Test rumors wise or something. Whether or not I've seen. Ah. Uh, Heard of somebody like looked like him or something? Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, an old two. 
Oh, he must be very uh, well known around here. Working village wise. Uh, sure, sure. Well, hmm. it's a small community. Yeah, and, and Markland's been hanging around the maiden watering hole for quite a while. No, nope. Well, um, you think maybe he's one of the druids? Maybe. All right, I won't. I won't say that. <laughs> we can see a recognition in your eyes, and then like. Don't know him. <laughs> All right, so I'll see who's uh, willing to come down and talk to you, Lordship. I know. And if I've finished my meal, I'll you know take one last swig and finish off the the ale and head out towards the the Druid Temple. Is Hollow going with you? Oh, I'm, I'm kind of torn. I would like to, but at the same time, I don't know if uh, his Lordship can uh, survive on his own for thirty minutes. No, I've had a measure of the man. I, I, he, he at least stayed out of trouble on the ship. Of course, there wasn't much trouble to get into. So I, I will. Here's what I do. I will follow Marklin out. But on the way out, when I I'll walk by the uh, serving girl, I, I will tell her he's far too high above your station, and you need to know your place. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> and just keep on walking. Uh, first she blushes, and then maybe she looks like she's, uh, you know, a bit upset that you would say this. But, you know, since you leave, then you don't see the rest of them. (laughs) I call it like I see it. Yeah, yes, yes. (laughs) You didn't happen to tell her he likes guys? That would have been a better day to say that. No, that wasn't her business. Oh, God. I was just wiping the uh, gold coins out of her eyes. <laughs> okay. Hello. She will have a much better life as a result. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see. So, uh, Martin and Hello, you go you go to the market to see if you can find the um, druids in question. Uh, meanwhile, in the inn, the innkeeper himself walks by. He's this uh, big, burly, red-bearded uh, man with... Thick arms, rolled up sleeves, a uh, big, thick leather apron. Um, so terrifying. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he does, in fact, have a slightly scarred face. Uh, of course, Kale wouldn't know this, but he's no. probably one of the quote-unquote freedom fighters who resisted the occupation 15 years ago. So he probably loves you. But yeah, he he uh, comes by and he, he uh, looks down at the empty plates and uh, begins to uh, collect them and he uh, nods to you. I don't suppose you could help me. Of course, good sir. Um, What can I help you with? I'm looking for a man who no one in this town seems to know. Well, is this a refuge for all manner of um, scum and villainy? (laughs) He's going to pull out the paper again and show him because he doesn't know any better. (laughs) He um, takes the the uh, roll or uh, per, uh, parchment from you and he looks it over and says, "Well, I I can't say I've seen the man before, but then my memory is not always a hundred percent." And he rolls it up and he he, he um, hands it back to you. But there's something meaningful about what he said, but you're not sure what it means. I've not been around this type of person before at all. I guess Anthony's going to have to wait. He sort of nods to you, and, and um, I hope you have a good stay here. If you are uh, inclined to rest your head, he points to a, uh, an opening in the side of the wall that goes into the sort of 
since it, it's a T-shaped building, right? Mm-hmm. So in, in the middle, there's a, an opening that goes into a sort of sleeping hall or something. There. there are accommodations over there. Uh, thank you. I don't believe that'll be necessary, but thank you. Very well. Uh, he takes the uh, stuff away. And he's, he's barely left when Miriti, the young woman, sneaks up and she sort of looks to make sure that he's gone into the, the kitchen area behind some, some hanging. And then she sits down and she looks at you like conspiratorially and like, are you looking for someone? Oh my God. That's so exciting. Why are you looking for him? Well, to be perfectly honest, young lady, I mean to kill him. <gasps> and, you know, she gets this, <laughs> like, excited surprise thing happen. Oh, wow. You, you are so, you're so exciting, you southerners. M- maybe, oh, maybe I know the person. Can I see the, the scroll? Of course. He hands it over. Are you going to hurt him bad? <laughs> I'm going to do to him what he did to my brother. Oh, oh I'm sorry to hear that. And she looks over the, the sketch. She frowns a bit, and then she says, Oh, oh. And then she rolls it up. And she, it's like a, a completely different, like there's a complete shift in her, her demeanor. If you didn't know better, you would say that she looks scared, right? And she sort of tenses up, and she rolls it up, and, and she hands it over, and she says, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't help you, good sir. That's fine. Seems no one in this stinking hellhole can help me. You could maybe pressure her. He's thinking about it. And he's like he's seen this kind of fawning behavior at home from the ladies in the Empress's court, so he knows how to play the table. But this uh, is not a courtier. This is not a courtier. Oh, the stuff no. that he tries with courtiers might not work with her, but he's gonna try. And puts on his his courtly face and relaxes his shoulders and sort of gives her a little uh, mischievous grin. And why do you seem to be so terrified, young lady? Kind of batting his eyelashes. At she she peeks back toward Hilder, her father, and then back at you, and and she sort of looks at her hands, and then she says, "You you, you shouldn't speak evil's name." Evil. Yes. Oh come on now, give me a smile. That isn't a appropriate <laughs> expression for such a beautiful young lady. Oh. He, he reaches across and takes her hand. Oh, that is so. Is there seduction anywhere? It has to. Oh yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> it's mm. fake seduction, but it is seduction. Yeah, and since this is not, you know, your preference, uh, and you don't have a skill, it's beginner's luck seduction. <laughs> yep. So. Or etiquette. It could also be etiquette. Uh, and court-wise, what he's using. Uh, you know what? I'll give you an advantage die, cause she's into you already. Uh, it's, it's, it's an ob two to get her to uh, open up, which is doubled because it's beginner's luck to four. Uh, you start with four dice, and with the advantage, you have five. Uh, you have one persona point if you want to spend it to get an extra boost, an extra die. I think it's funnier if I don't. <laughs> okay. She's, uh, she, she's going to open up. If not, you know, she's going to, yeah, something bad will happen. Not super bad, but, you know. Uh, you have one six if you want to uh, explode it with a fate point. You have two fate points. Yeah, I'll give you a fate point so I can explode that. Cool. Oh, a six. Keep rolling. Oh. <laughs> so close. Oh, well. Even though you really pour your, like, this is important to you, right? So you, you pour your being into this, but it's just too f- scary for her. So, you know, she withdraws her hand and... and she sort of squints at you, and, and then there's this brief look of, like, she so wants to help you. She so wants to be the one who's clinging to you as you're, you're like, uh, enacting your revenge. 
and she still wants to be the you know the girl you take home with you down south to exciting places. Oh God, okay. But, <laughs> but speaking of this is just too dangerous. Like it's too scary, too painful. So she she just darts off. You have that effect on women. <laughs> <laughs> Probably yes. All right, I think we we leave you there. Uh, hop on over to uh, the marketplace where we see um, Hunlow and he um, goes Marklin. You are approaching this. It's it's a, it's a stone structure uh, or stone or clay. It kind of it's kind of shaped like an igloo, uh, but with a, a larger door. Uh, and uh, there are there are these like thin, wispy red uh, strips of cloth hanging about the entrance, and they're sort of waving in the Rippling in the in the glacial wind. These guys are a little out there, so <laughs> uh, prepare yourself. <laughs> I've seen stranger. All right, inside. All right, so you enter. You enter the little chapel itself, and it's really just that. It's a tiny circular chapel. It has uh, some kind of um, basin in its center. The floor is stone. Uh, and there's a basin with water in the center. There are more of these like red, thin strips of cloth uh, about inside. There are like paintings, uh, depictions of, of various uh, like landscapes uh, around <laughs> the island on the inside of the walls. And uh, uh, there's a person apparently filling up the uh, the um, basin in the middle of the the, the sanctity or whatever. Uh, it appears to be a young woman, barefoot. Thin, thin robes, uh, some kind of black headband. She's not looking at you. Red hair. Hello. There. Water from the glacier itself. Is that is that what you guys say? <laughs> sure. He's talking to the uh, human. I'm talking to the basins. <laughs> she stirs, uh, or, or you know, she, she didn't notice you you coming in. So um, uh, she turns around and it's like, oh, visitors, and. Um, Marklin, you've seen her before. You know, she's stupidly gorgeous. She's maybe 25 at most. Uh, but, of course, I mean, she's a hippie weirdo, so... I couldn't, I couldn't fake being a hippie out long enough to get in. No, her. no, it it would just not work. The whole frostbite thing would be yeah. a dead <laughs> For Hanlo, yeah, she's strikingly gorgeous. She has uh, a clear uh, gray or blue eyes. It depends a little on, on the lighting. You know, just sort of short cropped red hair. The robes appear to be the only garment she's wearing, and it's like it's this sheer s- silk that is kind of heavy and long and, and light and ripply, so it doesn't really hide anything. So she holds this like uh, clay amphora in front of her, and, and and she says, "Oh, um, oh, uh, welcome back, Marklin. And you are this is Hunlo, just just arrived in town. Well, well met, Hunlo." Uh, she appears to be c- contemplating something to herself um, before she realizes, oh, uh, welcome, welcome to our uh, chapel. Is there anything I can do for you, gentlemen? Well, I'm not sure whether Saul got around to speaking to any of you about uh, her. Oh, yes, yes, him. He came by once and asked about uh, about the temple, I think, yes. I tried to suggest that... Um, that he should come visit and, and see the wonders for himself, but... Um, he may have. He's gone missing. Uh, I was hoping that you could provide us some information on that. Oh, has he now? She looks to you. You know, she looks back and forth between you. There's, there's a, like, maybe you're feeling a little uncomfortable there, Mark. I'm glaring at her. I don't know about 
sparkling. <laughs> it's just like there's something in her eyes. Like when she's like, she goes, oh, Hassie. And she sort of looks over to Marklin and then back to you. Marklin is the picture of innocence. Of course he is. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tom. What, what was the question again? The, the... Well, I'm, I'm just glaring at her because it's obviously she's a witch. I was expecting somebody respectable. <laughs> what, what information did you uh, give to him, give to Saul? Well, I was going to suggest that he companion one of one of our um, our initiates when they go back to um, to our temple, so he didn't wouldn't get lost out on the glacier. It's it's frightfully dangerous for for people who are not in tune with the cold and and with Komoda herself. Uh, was he had taken your advice? Yes, it, it does seem rather impulsive and not quite Saul like. Uh, being up here changes the man. Uh, I I um, must agree with Marklin. Um, and also, there are many dangers not of the glacier on in this place. There are people here who do not like you Southerners and or your questions or your presence. Uh, there are also more mundane dangers such as wild animals. It may be that he is on the road somewhere and simply hasn't been able to make it back. <sighs> He was supposed to meet us here. This 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 behavior is a, is a mystery. Seem to understand. I got a question. Uh, yes. uh, game question. How subtle can the the use of art magic be? Can I like use it without someone knowing that I'm uh, using it? Uh, in that case, you would have to mumble under your breath and and try to make like subtle motions with your fingers and hands, but there's no way to just, like, stare at someone and then have a spell go off. Okay. Hmm. Well, uh... W- I mean, maybe we'll s- maybe you don't have any qualms about it. Maybe you just start doing it like, you know, is this true? Yada yada. You know, show me the truth of this matter. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm trying to remember. I don't think Saul had any... Well, he was familiar with magic, but I doubt that he actually used much himself since he uh, hired out for that message. Mm-hmm. Marklin, show her the map. Perhaps she can uh, suggest where Saul might have traveled. Well, uh, I don't need a map to tell you that, that if he was going anywhere, according to our suggestions, he would have gone toward the temple. Where is the temple on the map? Ah, If, sh- if, that, if that is not a uh, secret. Oh, of course not. We welcome everyone. And she points, uh, she points to the, the nearest mountain, there, by the stream of Domona. Well, the nearest mountain actually isn't that far away when you're in a fjord. <laughs> <laughs> the distance isn't isn't quite correct. She 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 says, um, are are you intending to go that way? I do am. Mean, do you mean to visit it? It might be part of my studies. We have not set about with a plan yet. I too may have an errand there, and I think we could benefit from each other's expertise. If it is all right with you, could I meet you somewhere else and talk about this? Hilder's Inn, perhaps, or... Of course. Shall I meet you there around nightfall? Oh, in this place, that's about 20 minutes. True. That sounds good to me. It is your business. Are you eyeing her suspiciously again? Of course. So it's like, I believe that she believes. All right. <laughs> what was the other thing that we were able to decipher from Saul's notes? 
the, the two things that you know for sure are in the notes and map are uh, ask the druids question mark and beneath the glacier question mark. We'll save that discussion till we meet her later. Yeah, that probably would not be good while she's wearing the official hat of the uh, church. As we as we leave, mm-hmm. okay. D- does she go back to her, her duties, or does yes. she like? Yes, she does. Right. <clears throat> while she's not looking, I want to, just to cast a simple a, a, a simple enhancement. I want to see if she's wearing a glamour or something like that, because I, I personally think she must be a uh, toothless hag uh, wearing mucklucks, <laughs> and not this beautiful creature uh, wearing thin robes. All right. That sounds like magical detection. That is an obstacle five uh, trait to give yourself. Now, you have four dice of art magic. You yeah. have one die of, of school, so that's five dice. You also have... Now, when I give myself that magical trait, I, mm-hmm. I do not... I just want it for the instance. And, sure, uh, sure. Otherwise, it would be more da- more uh, difficult. Wow, okay. Brr. That's going to be harsh. Mm-hmm. You do have one persona point if you want to spend it. Also, if you if you if yeah. if you first succeed in an inconspicuous test, you could take time and do it carefully without her noticing. It seems to be a specialty of mine, even though it's not. So we'll try All right. to be inconspicuous. You know, worst that can happen is uh, she turns around, and sees me staring at her. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Let's make it a linked test. So, so uh, uh, it's an odd one, inconspicuous. She seems to be uh, engrossed in whatever work she's doing. Uh, if you succeed, you take an extra die. If you fail, you have to knock a die off. Fair enough. One success. Ha ha! It's a success. No, no one pays attention to the crazy man or, or likes to dwell, <laughs> the dwell on his face. <laughs> Indeed. So you, you know, you manage to appear as if. You're not really, uh, you know, you have other business or you're not the same person. Like, you, you duck behind people who are going to the chapel. Well, like, there's all these damn tapestries flapping in the wind. That too. Although that would be that would be stealthy and you don't have that. So, anyway, you have the opportunity to, to cast a spell and you have six dice now. Okay. Please tell me there's a six I can explode in that. Yes, there is. We will burn a fate point and, and try to get that last success. All right. Of course not, but it is a success. Oh, no, that's C. I forget that. It's counting successes. (laughs) Okay, so, yes, the spell goes off. Yes, it does. Sneaky, sneaky. You you, uh, speak or mumble the words, and you you go through the motions, and uh, the spirit world opens before you, before your eye. You open your third eye, I guess. Or, or, you know, you you embody the tower, the all-seeing tower, or something like that. So what happens now is that you get to make a perception test. And the more powerful the magic, the easier it is to uh, sort of detect if, um, rather, rather the more obvious the magic is. If, it, if it's subtle and, and, and uh, well-weaved, then it's difficult. And if it's, if it's ah. like, if you're trying to look for, for Mjölner or, or like the One Ring, that would be super easy. So what are our attributes in Instant Burning Wheel? Uh, they're assumed to be four. Okay, we'll just roll that straight up then and see what happens. Eh, we got the most basic of information. Let's see. Oh, you get one? Yeah. Okay. You do not, in fact, see anything in particular about... Um, you don't seem to perceive a uh, uh, any kind of shape-shifting spell. You do see that she appears to be... Like, her, her aura is different 
it's as if she's she herself is invested with with uh, some kind of magical power. Oh, well, that that's the plain truth. Mm-hmm. She's not freezing to death. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine her aura is quite blue. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably you know clear and clean and. Uh, it's almost offensive how 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 honest it is, because <laughs> she's obviously a sorceress. <laughs> well, I, I, that probably makes me even more paranoid. Just, she's good. Yeah, I think that's what he'll say. <laughs> Just stomp back to the uh, smiling pig. So did 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 Martin uh, uh, go back to the inn ahead of them, or did Martin sort of linger at, like and wait? Yeah, what was that about? Just checking for glamours. You seem to be quite attached to her. Well, you've seen her. I'd like to be attached to her. <laughs> <laughs> Never trust a sorceress. That evolves quickly. No, I think that <laughs> that devolved quickly. Devolved quickly. <laughs> So, unless you have anything else to do, uh, I'm just going to jump to uh, the meeting at Hilders. Sure. Okay. So, um, uh, it's later. Uh, you've all had a second round of stuff. Uh, maybe you've upgraded to mulled wine. I don't know. Well, and we probably uh, also at some point made sure we secured the Lord's luggage, unless it follows him. Absolutely. Absolutely. You you will have had to either rent a a sort of sleeping alcove to store it in, or you would have had to make some sort of connection with the the uh, warden and say, "Hey, I'm a noble too. I'm want to store my shit at your place." <laughs> uh, I probably don't know how to do that, so I probably bought an alcove. All right. Well, that would have been the easiest thing. You just give them money, and they just up. Oh, we'll take care of it. So it's it's uh, it's it's now dark. Uh, no light is coming down from the the hole in the ceiling. One thing I would like to do when we stash his gear, sure, with whoever hired hand is doing that, I will go through the motion of talking to the lock on his chest and making obvious hand gestures. Total bullshit. All right, all right. But I want to make sure that the hired staff knows that I've charmed the lock. Right. Is this is this younger, like maybe um, pro- probably Merit's older brother? He's red-haired like his dad, um, yeah. and he sort of, like, looks at you like, oh, dear. Well, I'll look at him looking at me, and I'll look at the lock, and I said, don't even try it. Hey, hey, hey we, we run an honest in here. You, you don't have to worry about anything from me. Well, you, you can ask anyone. I won't. I hope I wanted to tell whether he was bullshitting or not. <laughs> I think that I think that would be a, that would be an, a post falsehood um, test. All right, <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, Todd would be rolling his uh, four four dice of four will dice, four dice, and whatever amount of successes Dirk generates with his four dice uh, are uh, doubled uh, for your obstacle, uh, Todd. To Hmm. Three. Wow. So do do I get any uh, bonus dice for actually being a magic user and knowing how to actually use the art to fake it? Thing is, Marklin is a gifted liar. He can tell when when you're lying, right? Uh, And he's uh, actually recently seen real magic too. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Fair enough. So you, I I have to get a six on uh, four dice. Four dice. 
Yeah, well, uh, we committed to it. And uh, after after the boy turns his head, I'll give uh, Mark Len a wink. Oh, you're going to spin it now, are you? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? All right. After all, I'm I'm all about the truth. All right. Yeah. Obvious bullshit, Marklin. This is not a real spell. Noted. Abracadabra. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> all right. So, um, what once you're situated and you know you're holding on, you're waiting for for this um, druid, uh, and I, I guess you've uh, you've informed. Um, the lord of of the goings on sure the the place has filled up you have soldiers from the from a garrison you have foremen from the from the the sulfur marshes uh the slave camp in the sulfur marshes they stink and uh you even have a couple of the the like neanderthal looking natives sitting in a corner going <laughs> over these frothing mugs of stuff wow do do they sell like masks with uh Spices in them or something that you could cut the sulfur with. <laughs> no, but it's probably a good business idea. So, in the midst of all this, the the druid appears. Oh, I don't know if I introduced her. Um, Martin, you know her name is Parima. So Parima shows up. She sees you and she nods and and she walks over. Her, you can see she hasn't hidden who she is. There's no point. It's too small a town. A face like that, yeah, it would be even more difficult. That too. So she uh, comes over and she scoots in uh, next to someone at your table, whoever is. I make room for. Her. <laughs> okay, all right. She uh, sits down and uh, she looks you over and, and she um, she sees Kale and says, "My lord." Now he does not know she's magical in nature. I mean, she's she's kind of underdressed for this place, wildly underdressed. But maybe the others told you about the druids a little. We so, to leave yeah, them. I'm wondering. Yeah. Well, we, we told her we were going to bring one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm assuming this is the one you brought. Okay. He cans his head and says, "Hello." Oh, yeah. This is the Lord is is a uh, part of the this of, of our understanding. He will be. All right then. Well, you you are new, Marklin. At least you are not a native, so. I think perhaps I can trust you with some things. Parentheses. Bad move. <laughs> so she but he has a good reputation. Yeah, she she sort of hunkers down and sort of lowers her her head and, and you know in toward the table and she says, "Since you are all going to this temple, I suggest that we go together. There is something that has been worrying me now for at least a week, and it is I was supposed to be cycled out." of the chapel, and I should have returned to the temple, but no one has come back. Now, you may know that a lot of different sects and cults make their home here because they are not accepted in the Empire. One such sect is right here in Arhem, and they are the followers of Shogul. These followers of Shogul, or the green men as we call them, because if you, if you poke under their robes, their skin is all green and leathery and wrong. Frankly, they're 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 demonic. They're 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 they have these vile rituals, and they they have had their sights on our monastery and our order for some time. They they think we are abominable, and I fear that they may have struck at us. If I go alone and leave the chapel here, I don't know if I will make it back. But if we go together, I might have the strength of you three to help me, and you would have my expertise on the glacier. You would not have to 
Well, you would avoid some of the dangers of the glacier, the the sudden crevices, the the weather, all this, all these things. When he said, when she starts describing uh, what they look like, you know, under their robes and saying robes and skin and leather, am I starting to have a little dawning realization? Maybe you remember how Miriti acted. And, you know, never speak evil's name and all that. Maybe you're having a bit of a, like, maybe this is related. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm picking up that vibe. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, yeah, she appears to be waiting for you to, to, to say, or actually she says, so, so what do you say? Sounds like a, uh, good idea to me. <clears throat> hmm. uh, yes. <laughs> I was not aware we were going to a temple. Oh, um, I thought you were part of this. This is the temple is in line with our future plans. It would be beneficial to have a uh, guide since we seem to have lost our resources for, for a guide heading towards the glacier. She seems to maybe take a little offense at like uh, some some portion of what you said there, uh, or like not offense, but maybe she, she something you said puts her ill at ease. But um, good. She she, <laughs> she she appears to ignore it because she needs you guys. Yeah, I think we're a bunch of desperate people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all of you. Marklin will uh, touching her hand. It'd be great to have you along. Uh, you you will be a great a great asset to our party. Uh, is there an intent of some kind there? Just to, or just reassurance? Yeah, just to ingratiate himself to her. Give her. A, the I'm on your side kind of... Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Cool. I'll say yes. Um, I'm trying to... I, I looked up pictures about, like, how people wear their clothing and stuff. What side would my uh, change purse be on? <laughs> like, would it be on the side that I'm sitting near the wizard, <laughs> or would it be on the side that I'm... that that is, like, hanging off of the end where, of the table? Where is this going? Um, I think it should be worn like a sporin. I'm going to try and slip her some coin under the table. (laughs) Okay. Mostly because I've seen other people doing it while they were gone. Sure, that might have happened. Yes, yes, absolutely. Like This might be a good way to get her to do what I want. (laughs) Well, it seems... At least the other people seemed happy. Your read (laughs) is that, you know, it seems like you have a common need and that you can help each other, so it's not necessarily Also, maybe above the table. I'll just... uh, Oh, it's an extra incentive or something? Yeah, um, I, I was planning on doing that while, you know, saying I'd, I'd like to talk to you later. All right. <laughs> I'm just going to go so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah. Todd, do not put ideas in his head. Yeah, well, it is kind of like, you kind of, you kind of buried, made your own grave there when you, when you, uh, said you want to talk to her later. It, it's it's an ob three percep- persuasion test. I have not, not to guys. make this sound like something else. Okay, and if it does, she's going to be vastly disappointed. All right, I, so I have four dice. You might be vastly well, disappointed gonna... when you get your face slapped off. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to fork in, and I don't want to give up my fate. So cool. just four. Four dice. Two. Damn. So you. You know, scoot the some money over, and you know, <laughs> I'd like to talk to you later. And she like sits back and just goes, "I don't know what p- 
priests or priestesses are like in the South, but here we are not for sale like that. Slowly dawning realization. Oh, no, 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 definitely not. I might as well just ask you right now. He gets out the because he's he was trying to do it surreptitiously because people seem to react badly to this picture. Yeah, she's she's just like my lord. I think you should keep your notions to yourself. And oh. then she looks over to the others pointedly, <laughs> like I am not talking to you anymore. Like that kind uh, of. I kind of give up. What can you do? He's a lord. They think everything's for sale. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, <sighs> will roll his eyes. No, just, you don't understand. He actually does want to talk to you. You just roll my eyes. <laughs> Show her. She's going to find uh, out. Okay, so he, uh, he, like, explosive sigh, and take out the picture and hand it to her. Rolled at this time, not unrolled. All right. To let her do the unrolling. She unrolls it, looks at it, and looks at you questioningly. Do you know who that is? I do not. <sighs> Seemed that the, uh... The serving girl, I don't remember her name, knew who it was and was afraid to tell me. Oh, young Miriti, yes. Oh, I see. She probably suspects. And she, she leans in again and, and says she probably suspects it is one of the followers of Shago. Perhaps you will yes. find him. In the temple. Yes. I hope not. Well, wherever I find him, his head is mine. It seems our paths are joined once again. Good, she says. And, you know, she sort of slaps her uh, the flat of her hand down on the table and she says, we leave at daybreak. That's where we're going to cut to Arto Awards for our halftime. <laughs> Two-thirds time. Yeah, Two-thirds, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> well, let's start with Martlin. It seems like you convinced Hanlo that you'll be taking Saul's place as his guide. Maybe no real tests, but, you know, we're not going to be finicky. And I think you'll you'll have use of these uh, persona points. So one persona for that. I'll, I'll give you a fate also for working towards getting enough wealth to live comfortably beyond the reach of imperial law. Uh, and if you want to think about a third belief or uh, something like that, or, or a new second belief, uh, maybe pertaining to Parima or the temple... You are free to develop one. For Kale, I think you work towards tracking your brother's killer and rescuing your lover, so that's one fate. Oh, yeah, yeah, I get a fate. And I think you succeeded in, you know, getting Hanlo to work for you. So take a persona for that. And again, if you feel like writing a belief about, you know, going to maybe, maybe replacing the second belief, because it's, it's, um, it's completed. Maybe you should write a belief about, you know, uh, looking Finding the killer or someone, you know, investigate the uh, the temple. Something about the temple. Okay. Uh, and for Hunlo, well, you didn't find Saul, but you did learn why you were summoned to this frozen stinking hell. Some, some, um, well, maybe you didn't actually. Maybe you haven't oh, actually literally I learned. I've just been snarky. Yeah. <laughs> you you have learned that Saul knows something that you want to know, right? You've yeah, well, gotten this far. I, I hope to spend time deciphering his scrawl, but that's going to take some while to coax the truth out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll give you a fate point for that belief. And also, again, if you would like to write a belief about, like, the temple or Parima or some... And, ideally, also a belief about one of your fellow, you know, adventurers, please do so. So, uh, can, can I write, I believe I won't trust her? <laughs> 
<laughs> you could write, uh, I don't trust uh, the word of this druid. I'll keep an eye on her, or, or uh, I will make sure there's no treachery from her side or something like that. Okay. Uh, well, okay. Our first belief, find Saul. Actually, I sense... We, we don't, we haven't determined that he's dead. I'll, I'll keep fine, Saul. Core, core. Uh, cool, cool. Let's see. Let's keep Kale out of trouble. <laughs> he's like this puppy that, you know, just, you know, has, has got a mug me sign on him. <laughs> well, we'll make it Lord Kale. I like that. That's great. Right, as an additional belief, ah, I'm not sure what to make of Marklin. He hasn't given me reason to doubt him because he actually, ha- you know, it's like possession is nine tenths of the law. Well, if he's got the uh, a map and he knows who Saul is, and, and he hasn't done anything to hoist his own batard. No, so, it, no, uh, uh, it makes much more sense to write a belief about Kale. And and uh, if, if I were you, I'd use a third about, uh, I'd make a third belief about maybe um, the temple. Or you can sit on it and wait and, and see what comes up. Maybe there's there, there will be a situation where you're like, oh, I need a belief about that, about this. I think that that's the way we'll go. Because mm. we, we keep the cards close to our chest. And I, and I don't think we need the... the uh, like establish our own religion and cult up here yet. <laughs> These people need the truth badly. <laughs> and that doesn't seem to be your your goal anyway. You seem to be here to us. Uh, uh, it's yes. serving your need for magical power to get revenge. I think I'll go go with. I must find out what Saul wanted at the temple. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Okay, so uh, I'm finally going to award each of you some persona uh, for, for embodiment. I think you're, you're playing hilariously. I'm, I also want to award one humor fate to Marklin for in-character brilliant stuff. And we'll see if you manage to get any more next time. I also added uh, a third belief. I want to find out how much wealth Kale brought with him. <laughs> and I wrote uh. a belief about Marklin. <laughs> oh, did you? What's the belief? Yeah, I gotta find out what's going on with this Marklin guy. <laughs> okay, what, what are your what suspicions? Like, I don't think he's being honest. Okay. Honestly. Uh, the the truth uh, the truth uh, wizard seems to trust him. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure I trust the truth wizard either. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should write like. Um, what like, is Marklin's angle? Uh, yeah, I I have my suspicions about Marklin. Oh, and some gold. Um. I guess find out what he's about, yeah. Well, you can keep it the way it is. I'm just exacerbating it. In that case, I think the next scene is Marklin and Kale. You're in the marketplace. It's it's morning, and you're getting equipment, for the, the equipment you need. You need warm clothes. You need uh, some uh, fat from the Carson Buffalo, which is good to, to smear exposed skin with, so it isn't you know, ripped asunder in the cold. I'm starting to, yeah, name off stuff we need. Did did you bring enough to to cover all our expenses here? We're gonna need, you know, this. We're gonna need this. <sighs> he's just kind of, um, honestly, he's being a little cocky because he knows he has enough to cover it. So, kind of gives him a nod and he's like, "Yes, I've got it." Typical belligerent teenager. Are you trying to scope out Martin's angle as? You're doing this as you're uh, a little bit like I'm trying to put together the ingredients he's telling me in my head and see if they make anything dastardly. Most of the stuff is stuff you've never heard of. 
Like, okay, so I would is, not what, know. What could, what possible use could it be buying the lard of a buffalo? Like, what, what possible use could that be? And you know, there, he's he's pointing at some kind of stick that looks like a stick with a spike in one end and a lanyard in the other, and it's like it's not a weapon. It's not, yeah, lots of stuff. And, and of course, warm clothes. Obviously, you understand that too. Yeah, I understand like, that much. Everyone needs those here. But a lot of it is just like, okay, okay, I see. Wow, <laughs> I have no idea what that is. <laughs> okay, I get your idea. It's, it's like, like where's where's the where's the water skins? <laughs> uh, water freezes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, you may you may need fuel, right, for for cooking fires and such. So that's good to have. And you could either ex- buy expensive wood fuel, or you could buy cheap dung fuel. Put that to the the Lord. <laughs> Do we burn shit or wood? Wood. <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. That's a statement. All right. So um, uh, you've been dealing with this smarmy salesman from down south, this trader, part of a big trade house that deals in, in sulfur, uh, in the sulfur trade. Uh, but they also do like side trading um, with individuals, and you know he's sort of uh, rubbing his hands together and, and uh, stroking his his little goatee, and he kind of looks like a ferret in a much too large uh, fur, like fur that's much too large. He's like, so yeah. he's a he's a hybrid, okay? No, 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 no. He just he just kind of has that ferrety look to him. Okay, he, he's totally and utterly a person. Everyday human being. Um, Sharp nose, weak chin, point, kind of a pointed yes, face. Yes. Kind of thin moustaches and a go- goatee. And, and then he has this, he's he, just overladen with furs. Yeah, yes, yes. Lord, the, uh, is this everything the Lord wishes? I, I'll put it all on the, on the sleigh for you. Hmm? Yes? The sleigh is extra, of course, but I'm sure you can pay for it. Yes? <laughs> he's looking at Mark Lund's like, I don't know what to say to this guy. Never had to haggle in my life. <laughs> Maybe. This looks good. I will take all of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you know what? That's exactly what he's gonna do. Cause, cause you can't. He's gonna look over, he's gonna look over the stall and essentially go, that, 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 that. We need two of those. Uh, two of those. <laughs> that, 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 whatever that is, whatever that is, that, 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 uh. No, we don't need that, actually. Uh, <laughs> put it on anyway in case we do. That, 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 and that, and that. I think, Martin, you're, you're beginning to get the idea that either the Lord has no idea about the value of things, or he is so rich he doesn't know the value of things. <laughs> yeah, so I'll do my my guiding and making sure that we get stuff so that I can be comfortable on this expedition. But you know, <laughs> he oh, doesn't, doesn't waste too much of that money that I want to get in my pocket. Awesome. Okay, so I'm also gonna buy um because I'm I'm used to sleds back home being drawn by horses. <laughs> I'm gonna look around for something to draw the sled. Ah, uh, right, 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 right. Like I'm blindly looking for a reindeer or something. Yeah. <laughs> the Hello? the trader the trader will will suggest. Well, we we do have dogs who are frightfully fierce and good at the cold. Yeah, 
I think I think you will like them. They are extra, of course, but um, not too fierce. Well, they need to be. You see, otherwise they would they would they would not uh, last to the cold or or you know when the when the frightful polar bears come come crawling down from the glaciers. Yes, you you need you need fierce wo- fierce dogs then. You all said wolves, didn't you? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I, I mean, probably you wouldn't know the difference, but one or two of them may uh, in fact be wolves. I probably wouldn't know. They look nothing like my dogs at home. Poodles. <laughs> which are probably like Afghan hounds or something. <laughs> <laughs> or no, Borzois. Borzois. They're Borzois. I have no idea what those are, but I'm sure they're, they're very spectacular. So, here's, so I'm going to buy everything. Sure, sure. Here's the question. Uh, yes. Are you at all surreptitious in, in pay, with your payment? Like, uh, do you keep, do you try to keep your money to yourself when you pay? Or, or are you just like whipping out your, your, Burris in front of everyone and like visibly counting out every coin. Um, Dad taught me not to do that, so I'm being a little surreptitious. All right. Some of what my father taught me is getting through my thick skull. In that case, I think it's simply a versus test, a perception versus test. Martin can can uh, if Martin wins, you'll you'll get a sense for how much money this noble has on him at least. Oh, and what? If, if you succeed, uh, Kale, you, you will have successfully prevented anyone from seeing, you know, exactly how much money you have. Yeah, four dice. Okay. Uh, one success. Oh, I should have, I, you didn't tell me what it was, Obs, so. Uh, the obstacle is, uh, whatever successes that, uh, Dirk rings out, which is two. So, yeah, you, you do your best, uh, to hide stuff from people, and, um, I think most passersby have no idea how much stuff you have on you, but uh, Martin certainly gets you get a you get a look at all those heavy, gleaming, shining gold trachines, and you can imagine all the wonderful pleasures you can enjoy with them in the warmth of the South. Hmm. Excellent. All right. Well, <laughs> maybe we won't have to go as far as I thought to secure wealth. Okay. Well. You won't be able to live comfortably for very long on them, but but certainly several months. All right. Okay. So uh, you you finish your your preparations and uh, you meet you meet uh, Parima on the outskirts of town. Uh, you have your dog sleigh with all your stuff. She nods approvingly, and um, you set out for the the temple, the mountain temple. And I'm going to quick, quick, quick question before we transition. While they are doing that. Can uh, Hunlo spend time with Saul's scroll and over time try to decipher this instead of just one roll, bam, now spend time to get extra dice? Um, no. It, it's, it's always, <laughs> if, you're gonna, if you want the information, it's a test. But, I mean, if, if you take the time and you're doing it carefully, then I could say that the, the failure condition is you get part of the message. That, that's totally like legit. Okay. Well, what, his goal is to is to decipher that. But instead of rushing to a decision and say, eh, I don't know what this means, mm. he wants to piece it together. Uh, he knows he doesn't have enough information, so it's like think like Saul. So it's like I don't. I, that's more of a challenge. <laughs> if if you succeeded an Ob three retest, you will understand it after. Like you will have studied it in the evening. You'll study it in the morning, and then you'll go, oh, okay, wait, hold on, I I, I see this now. If you fail, you get a little bit of information, and you're going to get the information later. Right. All right. So make that roll now. Yes. 
Uh, and uh, if you work carefully, and I hope you do, you get three dice instead of your normal two, I think, for your read. And the obstacle's three, yes. so don't have a lot of faith, but hopefully we can explode it. Come on. Wow, Texas. Yes, and we'll burn a fate because we actually do want to know what Saul was planning. And that comes out to a total of four. Ah, Yay, nice. reading. All right, so, so you managed actually to piece together what it says. And it, it's, um, oh dear. Um, not something you wrote down? <laughs> not something I wrote down. Because I figured, well, we may have an interesting failure condition there, so I can give some hints. But you know what? Uh, I'm going to give you the main gist, and then you'll have to, like, you, you can fill in whatever. Sure. It, Eccentricity Saul would write in. It says, I believe I have found it. The head that speaks the truth. It must be in the crypt below the sanctity of, of the temple, uh, the Druid temple. Remember to send uh, word to Hunlo before setting out. Keep expenses to a minimum. <laughs> okay, so that's how we know it's a genuine Saul message. Yes. It's more like a note to self. <laughs> when we go out in the morning to to this temple, this will be the happiest Hunlo has been the whole entire trip because he's actually heading in the direction that he wants to. So now he looks crazy and happy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he might even whistle a tune while along the way. Awesome. So that, so that way uh, the good Lord will say, he's out of his mind. He's <laughs> been on a ship for months. I didn't know he could whistle. <laughs> The, the trip itself takes two days across the glacier. Uh, it takes a little longer than usual because toward the end of the first day, this great blizzard moves in and, and just blankets everything. You, you can't see which direction you're supposed to go in. Uh, Prima seems to know exactly where to go. Uh, doesn't seem bothered in the least, but suggests that you should, you know, seek shelter and, and set up, you know, shop. And wait it out because you may, in fact, you know, fall down a crevice or something that she didn't see because she's not used to traveling with all of you. So you you, uh, you uh, take shelter while the the blizzard passes, and mm-hmm. about midday on the second day you set out again. And um, it's dusk on the second day when uh, the the great mountain Bilatan, which Prima says means something like the tooth of the axe head or something. It's difficult to to translate properly. It's it sort of rises up out of the uh, the glacier proper, and it's it's this sort of dark, craggy, foreboding, lichen uh, kissed uh, volcanic rock. And she says the temple is on the north side, so we will have to go around. But um, there will there will be we will be able to make a warm fire for you uh, once once we are there. And I hope nothing has happened to my. Brothers and sisters, there has been no traffic coming or going well, along the way, right? You have seen no one, not a person. The day once the the blizzard was was uh, was passed, it was just cloudy, then clear, and uh, uh, you know, just icy, trackless snow. Yes, trackless snow, <laughs> as far as I can see, with a few like craggy mountains on the on the um, on the horizon. Hmm. I'll keep looking at the mountain because I get that distinct feeling that maybe someone's looking back at us. Whether it's true or not, it's another story. <laughs> okay, so so you're happy, but now you're suspicious also. <laughs> well, yeah, it says uh, happiness doesn't carry you too far in a blizzard. <laughs> Blizzards have a way of 
scrounging and burying happiness. Mm-hmm. So you make it around the the, uh, the mountain and you make your approach. Uh, you have to sort of t- manage to, to take your dogs and your sleigh down off the, the glacier proper, and you you reach actually solid, uh, you know, volcanic mossy ground. And there's a path that leads up toward the um, uh, the temple, which you can see in the distance. It's sort of a small, some mm. kind of small building, stone maybe, and there's a tower in front of it, maybe a lookout tower. There are patches of snow everywhere. So this glacier witch, she's barefoot? Oh, yeah. Even across the lava? Even across the not lava. The, the, no, no, no. Not lava. The, uh, the, the volcanic rock. Oh, yeah. It's not it's not steaming or anything. It's it's old. Well, no, no. What what I mean is, volcanic <clears throat> tends to be sharp. Sure, and, sure. Huh? That's fair enough. There is a road that she's following that is more, you know, not full of uh, super sharp sharp shavings. <laughs> well, at least the path to the temple. Yes. Okay. I'll ask her about how many of your people should we expect to be here. Uh, no, no more than. Eight, perhaps, including the uh, the head of our order. Hmm. But I see no fire in the. I see no fire in the. the well, what would be the proper term in the courtyard or not courtyard? I see no fire up there. I see no fire by the temple. No smoke. Mind you, we don't technically need them, but it's usually good to have a beacon for travelers. Also, uh, good intentions and blessings from your glacier will not cook the bread. This is true. She smiles. <laughs> you make your way up there, or what? Um, when we get close, I'll say, uh, I'm going to have a look around. Break off and go poking around if there's any windows or any outbuildings or anything. All right. So um, as you draw closer, right, you see that there's a low wall. The The, the building itself seems to be a rectangular building built against the uh, the cliff, uh, and there's a sort of flat-ish open area, which is which is uh, enclosed by this this low wall. In front of the wall, next to the um, opening uh, that leads into the plain open space, uh, there's a statue. Um, you can see now that you have approached that the statue is missing its head, and it appears to be smeared with something. There's also the uh, the uh, like lookout tower, which is right next to um, uh, on a little on a little like knoll or something, right next to the wall. You don't see any lights at all. It's it's dark. It looks abandoned. Parima pointing at the statue. Is it supposed to be like that? It certainly shouldn't be. Perhaps perhaps um, perhaps you could go ahead. Do you have weapons? Is there a more secretive way to enter? Than the front. You know, she shakes her head. I suppose a uh, sound defense has no weaknesses. <laughs> the wall is way too low to be a sound defense. It's it's more like a waist height. It's more like a, this is the area where we usually meet. <laughs> Outside of this area is uncultivated crap. <laughs> there is less stones on the inside than the outside. <laughs> Are you cool with Martin just uh, uh, sneaking in ahead of you and checking it around? Yeah, just, uh, he seems to know what he's doing. And uh, Saul was known for competency, if nothing else. So I don't have a reason to distrust Hunlow going ahead. It's not I don't suspect that he's going to 
run up and say, yep, yep, here's your victims, take them out. <laughs> it's becoming more obvious that uh, he's uh, hitching his cart to uh, Lord uh, Kale. Mm-hmm. Whether Lord Kale knows that or not remains to be seen. I don't think he does, no. Uh, are you fine with letting um, Martian move ahead there, Kale? Uh, not really, no. So, so do you say something or do you just tag along? I'm going to tag along, but I'm going to uh, keep a close eye on him. Okay. Close eye. I have my eyes on you. In that case, uh, <laughs> then I'll use the Lord. Let him go walking straight up to the the main door or whatever. You let him be the distraction. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. You may have to persuade him that he should, right? Because he appears to be keeping an eye on you. Or am I wrong? Uh, yeah, uh, no, I'm you're not wrong. What is he doing? He's following you, but he's kind of uh, reluctant to take the lead. So if you want him to go up there and uh, poke around, you're going to have to persuade him to do so. So, like, when I go crouching behind the low wall, moving closer to the the temple, what's he doing? Well, he's following your lead in terms of crouching, but I don't think he's moving forward at all. He's just looking at you, watching you. I think that, that's probably where I turn around and go, Your Lordship, I think I have more experience with this sort of thing. Why don't you stay back? It'll be better to not alert anybody. He's just, uh... Just going to move around to the other side and give him a slight acknowledgement. I mean, it probably is right. And Kale is not that <laughs> stupid. <laughs> so he's just going to let him uh, go up there. But he is still crouching, watching. All right. Marklin, give me give me a perception test of two. Four against two. Uh, two. Cool. You peek over the wall. You see a white, pale face staring out from one of the windows. There are two windows in the main uh, rectangle, rectangular building. Both are closed or semi-closed uh, by these wooden hatches. And uh, the one to the right of the door, from your perspective, is open a crack. You can see this pale face staring out toward the uh, you know open area, toward the, the glacier. Would they have been able to see our approach then they had been looking since the mountain is sloping down they may not be aware of um the others they may have spotted kale uh crossing over to the other side like crossing the open pathway part right to, to hide on the other side of the wall it's not moving it's just there give a second to make sure like it they move or blink uh, you don't see any motion or blinking okay although it is kind of dark in there so and it is dusk the, the, the horizon is red with the sunset. Mm. Oh, we head back uh, to where Hanlo and Parima are mm-hmm. and tell them there seems to be uh, at least one person looking out. Maybe, well, shouldn't we, if if it's one of ours, I, I should go speak to them, yes? If it's one of yours, and I assume they wouldn't have knocked the head off that statue. Yours wouldn't have. What, what do they look like? Were they dressed in robes? Were they what? Describe what I saw. The, the shogger lights are, are green. This must be a servant or a, or a one of ours. Yeah, well, if uh, I can try to sneak up next to the, the window they're looking out of, mm-hmm. and somebody can uh, go walking up and uh, see how they react. If it's bad, I can take care of them. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> she looks up grim for a moment, but then she nods. 
if if they are if they are my people, then it's best perhaps if I go. Be ready to run. Of course, of course. I'm gonna try to go back and mm-hmm. pick up along the side. The, Give me an all the two s- stealthy. Well, I knew that was coming. <laughs> well, Marklin's being sneaky. Yeah. Hunlo will uh, drive a stake into the uh, snow and rock and tie down the dogs so they don't mm-hmm. wander off. Because that would be bad. <laughs> See, I'm practical. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is, they might wander off. <laughs> <laughs> we'll throw one of the persona points at this. Cool, 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 cool. Oh, there we go, hey. three. Very good. Okay, so you managed to actually, you know, sneak around. You stay out of out of whatever cone of attention this individual has. And, and uh, you know, you sneak up right under the window. You can sense someone is there, even if you don't hear any, like, you don't hear any loud breathing or uh, any, like, movement in there. But but there's, the hair on the back of your neck is like, okay, someone is near. Uh, so you're hidden, and Parima starts to walk up toward the door. And the moment she crosses the, um, uh, crosses over from, from the road into the, the um, temple grounds, you hear motion behind the window. As if someone is turning and then quickly walking along wooden wooden floor do, 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 further inside the house. Okay, as soon as I hear the motion, I want to hop over to look and so I can get a good look at it, and I'm I'm preparing to, to jump at him. Okay, through the window you see um, uh, some snow has been been piling in through the side over through the window before it was closed over what uh, looks like a kitchen maybe. And you see a shape that is a person, obviously, uh, turn the corner to, uh, let's see, to the right. Well, Walks out of the, out of, out of the room into a corridor and then, then just vanishes to the, yeah, to the right. It's definitely a map. As soon as I heard motion, I'm through the window after him. Okay, cool. You slip through the window, you go after. The, for the rest of you, Martin has just jumped into the, the temple through the window. Oh heck no! Yeah, and Prima just froze in in the in the um uh on the grounds. Yes, he uh, Martin went in through the window that like he said someone was watching from. So Prima froze as in like fear or like petrification, yeah, appreh- apprehension, fear, apprehension, uh, not knowing what to do, that sort of thing. Well, I, I guess that'd be a good time for uh, Hunlo to stride up to her uh, with his uh, mason hand. Mm-hmm. Let's go and explore. <laughs> okay, and Kale, what's Kale doing? Following, following through the window. These <laughs> are strange customs from the southerners. <laughs> I imagine this is something that Martin's Martin's done before, like jumping through windows. But it's maybe a new thing to. Um, oh, actually, no. He has a no? reputation for a troublemaker. He's jumped through windows all of his life. All right, fair enough. Okay. So you, you crawl through the window into the snow and Ma- Martin, you're you're in first, right? I want to want to catch this person before they can. Yeah. So you just go through the window and you hurry out in, into this dark corridor and uh, head to the right. While you're doing that, um, Kale, you you leap through the window and you you land on the floor and you step on something uh, and uh, almost lose your balance. And when you look down, you see there's a body uh, underneath this piling snow. That's been uh, maybe dragged into a corner, and these these like legs are these legs are sticking out under the snow heap. Red I robes. guess I'm gonna dig them out. Their robes are indeed dark red. For Marklin, uh when you turn the corner, uh, you see this 
dark blot of a person in a doorway. And as soon as you turn the corner, this reek of sulfur hits you. But it's not like the sulfur in in um, uh, in the settlement. This is like someone is burning sulfur, like burning something, some incense or something, and it, your eyes begin to water. And uh, but you you do seem to see that that there's one person in in the doorway with his back to you, and then there's someone else in that room, in the room beyond. And the person with their back to me. Describe. Are they dressed as the druid uh, people? Or? It's it's too dark to see. They're not wearing any kind of headband or like. Can I hear any conversation? Yeah. Uh, so, so when you come into the, into the corridor, you hear um, like first of all, you hear the the, the climbing of um, of Kale behind you, uh, and then you hear some more like what sounds like grunting than speech, and you hear a voice that that is a bit muted, like it's behind a mask or something, that says, "Take care of them now." And the figure in the doorway turns, unless you do something. Is there other doorways or anything to duck into in this corner? You can go back into the kitchen, or you can back. Uh, you, if you look behind your shoulder, shoulder, there's you're you're in one of the uh, arms of a of a T intersection. So you can, you can either duck back into the kitchen, or you can back away a little and then duck into the entrance hall, the, the very narrow entrance hall. I'll do that, my. Kind of if this person also hears, I want to see where they go. If they're going, if they heard that kale, kale yeah. and they're going there, I'm going to come in behind them and do some nastiness. Cool. How about you do, oh, hold on, you've got three successes at Stealthy. You just you just back away and go into the, the entrance corridor. About the same time as, I think, Han Lo, you open the main door, and this sort of reddish light begins to spill into... The corridors, sort of, uh, and then you see Han Lo pressed against the wall, right, as if he's waiting on someone. Kale, you've begun to dug, you, you've begun to dug some of, dig some of this body out. Was, and you was see that Marklin pressed against the wall, or Marklin pressed against the wall? Yes, as if yeah. as if he's waiting for something uh, around the corner to the right. For for uh, Kale, uh, you've just like noticed that. Okay, you've dug a little. You realize, okay, red robes. Then you hear. Some heavy motions behind you, and you turn and you see uh, this meaty man who doesn't appear to be dressed as a as a monk or a, or a druid, more like you would expect a servant. Uh, and you can see that his throat has been cut. Uh, his neck is is darkly crimson in the in the half light, um, and he looks at you and uh, leaps at you. First of all, I'm going to be Captain Obvious and say, and say you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to jump out of the way. As if that would, would you know. Oh, you're dead. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or more like, more like, holy bleep, you're dead. Yes, and yes. Jump out of the way. God, I don't have anything. Uh, it sounds like uh, a speed versus test. So um, I'm going to, I'm going to roll for this guy. He has four speed, and uh, you're going to roll for you. You have four speed. Okay, what's the ob? Uh, the ob, oh, the ob is four, unfortunately. <sighs> I don't have anything I can fork in. Uh, no, there are no forking uh, attributes. If you can tell me how you would have an advantage in this situation, I could give you an extra die. You could also spend persona. The problem is I don't have an advantage in this situation, and I'm not going to lie to make one up. No. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I could describe how Kale slips on the snow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so 46? One, okay. 
you attempt to get out of uh, the way, but the meaty's dead servant is too quick. Just grabs you by the by the throat, and you can feel these cold, strong hands close around your throat and and begin to throttle you as as your back is to the uh, window. And, and well, do I have any time at all before he grabs me to yell? No. Okay. Well, I, I'm sure other people hears can hear. Well, you're dead. And then, oh! <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> like Joy. And then a bang, probably as as you hit the the window sill, and and maybe some plates and and uh, jars fall to the floor and and crash. Right. So, Marklin, you were waiting to do something. Uh, if whatever the guy who was sent to go deal with them went in following the noise from Kale. I was going in behind him to take care of him. Go for it. You were a, you were a shadow in the dark. Hopefully an avenging shadow. <laughs> what sort of advantages can I get? Well, you you certainly have a surprise on your side. So there's that. It depends on what you intend to do. Do you intend to, like, stick him or, or cut his throat? or I mean, you don't know that this Well, that's already been done. <laughs> you don't know that this individual is already I'm, dead, right? Yeah, my, Quote, unquote. yeah my plan would be, yeah, cut his throat. He's forking and brawling because, you know, I grab a hold of him and pull his head back. and. Oh, absolutely, yes. And I have a trait, cut throat. Does that give me any advantage then? Yeah, if you don't hesitate, you just go there and, like, uh, I'll, I'll give you an extra die for that. So so two two bonus dice. One for advantage, one for cutthroat, and one fork, and then your skill. So give me seven. Uh, just roll them. Ob one. Yeah, three. You have one six. Six. Yeah, we'll we'll explode the six. Why not? Okay, so so you dart in, uh, and you just grab under his chin. You lift the chin, and you you just slice. You slice really deep. Like all the way to the bone, it's almost too easy. Uh, it's almost like there was a slash there already. <laughs> uh, you nearly like almost take half of uh, like if you pull more, you, you, you know you can see this big gash, but it's not bleeding, and the guy isn't stopping. Keep pulling um, on the head. <laughs> <laughs> if I can take it off, I will. Okay. Uh, so Hanlo and and Parima, you're you're in the the uh, sort of. Um, you know, you're in the entrance hall, and you can hear this whole scuffle going on in, in the kitchen next door. And I'm sure everyone in the entire temple heard me go, you're dead! <laughs> <laughs> are there any lights or any torches or anything like that on the inside? There are, uh, there are like, wall-mounted little, like, uh, cups of, of copper or bronze or something that could be lit, but none of them are lit. <sighs> Rushing into the dark does not seem wise. We'll spend a little time on some magic here. Uh, yeah. Can I conjure up a brilliant glowing tower that will float over my head to dispel the uh, darkness and reveal what's in the room? A light spell. That, that <laughs> sounds... I mean, you, we're talking about revealing secrets, and secrets lie in the dark. So, yeah, I, I, th- I don't think... It wouldn't be like a, you're conjuring something because it's not an illusion. But you would be able to make a spell that would that would make things like you would you would banish the darkness from this house if you want. That would sure. Be That's definitely something we want to give a shot at. Yeah, I'll I'll say it's an ob three sorcery test. We can do this. We have the technology, <laughs> and we have a six, so we'll burn a fate point too. that. Please, <laughs> just a little light. Yeah, and that's success. <laughs> uh, oh, because 
the Tower of Truth is our symbol icon. I just literally imagine a brightly glowing rook floating over his head. I think that's the spirit world. Like if someone were were looking at you with a third eye kind of thing, kind of deal, that's exactly what they would see. But other people just like suddenly it's bright. It's it's blindingly bright. Okay, not blindingly bright, but it, it's it's so bright you can see everything in the oh, entire house. That'll work too. Yeah. Lights on. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So yes, suddenly, Marklin, you can see that you are indeed holding someone who is quite pale and obviously dead, but they're still moving. Poor Kale, you you now see this horribly mutilated form <laughs> in all its its horrible glory. Uh, if I could breathe, I would scream. Yeah. <laughs> would you like to do something? Um, Okay, would you like to like wrestle out of the grip or something? I'm gonna, tr- I'm gonna try to kick him away from me. Maybe this is like a a, a, a joint effort. Maybe you two together want to like subdue this individual. That would be a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Marklin, what do you say? <laughs> Have I got the head off yet? Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you help each other, you may be able to rip or cut it off. Yeah, but you've got a hold of it. You've got his, his blade on it, so you ah, take the head off. That's Gotta do All something. Right. So uh, let, let's let's say uh, you get you get um, a helping die from power from um, kale kale yes, uh, yep. and you get to use your your um, knives uh, and uh, you have a bonus die for for having already cut the head almost entirely off. That, that usually makes it easier. <laughs> and again, uh, it's just it's going to be against an obstacle of one. Because this this individual is not like attempting to defend himself; he's just trying to strangle Kale. Doing a pretty dang good job of it too. Six then, or seven, because I'm brawling as well to twist it. Oh sure, sure, four him brawling. Yes. All right. Go. Ah, uh, do, do you have any fate? I do have fate. Okay. One six, and I get a try. No, no. Ah, okay. Well, it's. I think it's so off. That he lets go of Kale, he he sort of falls back and you're pinned behind him. But Kale is now free, a little bit more, a bit more sawing, and you you're through the spine, right? Uh, it's uh, it's wow. yeah, it's gruesome and horrible. <laughs> yeah. All right. So so uh, Kale, you're just gasping for air. Yeah, I'm, I'm dropping. Um, I dropped to my knees and I'm just kind of panting at the moment. There's no way I can help you right now. <laughs> Maybe when I stop seeing stars, then I can. How about Hunlo? What's Hunlo doing? Well, what grim uh, sights are uh, revealed uh, under the light of my spell? If if you go around the corner and, and poke uh, poke your head into the kitchen, uh, yeah, you see this whole gruesome thing play out. Martha. I'm more interested in uh, the uh, Ice Queen's uh, reaction here. Does, does she recognize the head that he's ripping off? He's she's behind you. Unless you would shove her before before you, because you don't trust her. I don't know. I think I would step aside and let her look at it, because I'm more interested in her reaction. Because uh, well, it looks like Marklin's uh, quite got matters in hand. Okay, so she peeks uh, through the door and, and she lets out a small gasp, and she speaks a name, uh, Puckus, as if in recognition. Okay, so th- that that's all I needed to know. Truth revealed. <laughs> With a bit more wrenching and sawing, the head comes off, and you know the body just, as it does, the body just slumps uh, and stops moving. 
you can hear uh, window, um, uh, you know, window hatches slamming from from the door that is um, straight ahead. Instead of instead of turning into the kitchen, you go straight ahead from that door, from that room. Oh, there's somebody in that other room. Right. Come along, princess. <laughs> She's my navigator. All right. Yeah, you first. Sure. Mace at the ready. I'm totally expecting uh, Boogeyman to jump out and get smashed in the skull. Do you, like, just kick open the door and leap in, or, or what's happening? You know what? That actually might be a, a, a good thing. Kick in the door, but not enter. Uh, mm. Just get ready to smack anything that comes out. Right. Okay, so you kick open the door. At once, the that sulfur uh, reek hits you, and you see there's it's a kind of cramped room. It has a central table, uh, chairs. Um, on the table is a red-robed corpse. Appears to be very savaged and like has. It, it appears to have been stabbed and, and maybe desecrated, gnawed on. There are uh, a number of articles uh, next to uh, the corpse. There are certain bowls with something in it, and next to its head, there is a like a, a brazier with this uh, reddish fume rising from it, and that's probably where the stink is coming from. Uh, straight ahead of you, you can see a window hatch sort of slamming against uh, against its frame, as if somebody just, you know, jumped out and slammed it. So where is everyone? Since I heard the window slamming, I want to be looking out the window of the kitchen. You see a man or, well, a shape, a hooded, robed figure, hurrying down the mountainside uh, to the west, uh, toward the west. The robes are sort of flowing, they're heavy. And they have they have this sort of uh, purplish, almost like uh, somewhere between purple and crimson in in color. We go in the direction we came from. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm after him. But not down the road, right? Not oh. down the the slopes instead. Yeah, I'm after him. <laughs> I'm worried he's going to bring more people. So. Okay, cool. Jumping, running after somebody, and taking them in the back. I'm okay with that. I don't want to. Uh, of course. Uh, yes, yes. So you set off uh, after him. What is Kale doing in the meantime after he's gasped his, his um, not his last, but you know what I mean? Uh, getting up shakily. As far as he's concerned, this place is too mysterious for its own good, and Anthony might be here. <laughs> so he's going to push past Marklin and start searching the place. All right. Opening doors, looking through windows. Well, Martin, I think Martin went out the window, right? He just oh. leapt out the window and, and dashed away. Oh, not Marklin. Um, Hunlow. Hunlow. Truck. Hunlin. Yeah, Hunlow. Just peering into to rooms, looking around doors, looking into windows. What is? And calling Anthony. What is Hunlow doing? Funny that it should be. Hunlow is doing the same thing, but he's calling out Saul. Okay. <laughs> So you 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 two are going through the the temple itself, okay? So let's mm-hmm. let's uh, see how this uh, pursuit goes. Let's do a uh, a speed test and a post speed test to see if if you catch up to this individual. And oh, well. if if you beat beat this uh, this uh, person, I'm gonna we're gonna count this as a linked test. So if if you get a if you succeed, I'm gonna give you an extra die because so, you have. Velocity and uh, and uh, momentum. If you want to like just leap on top of them and stab them or something. Okay. They are rolling two successes. I want to spend more persona on this. Uh, I gotta catch him. <laughs> I'll spend a persona. Two and one six. Do you have any fate left? 
Yeah, I do have fate left, so. Yes! And, uh, and it's a six if I, if it'll help me any to keep rolling. Not really. You've, you've won the, the, the test. Uh, and you're getting an extra die to, to whatever you want to do next, if it's, uh, an attack or something. Yeah. Leaping. Fate smiles on the vicious. Yep. <laughs> Leaping, tackling, and stab, stabby stab. That sounds like brawling knives. Knives brawling plus bonuses. And I'm going to give you one free attack since, uh, you know, you, you basically bowl this person over. Not defending. It's against one. Yeah, I know. My last fate point. To... I would open it. I would open it. You just want... Yes, okay. So uh, you, you, a, get a, a you get a superb... You get a superb... Uh, like, you go stabity stab stab and... Uh, the four total successes. Oh, wow. Okay, four even... I think I think a, a, a dagger has uh, an add of one, so it's very easy to get to give someone serious injuries with it. So yeah, the, you just stab until this thing stops moving. This, this person stops moving. Turn him over and look at him. Examine him. Look at the body. You see, <laughs> <laughs> this is what this individual looks like. And imagine the ropes are all these like very rich uh, purplish crimson. The arm uh, band is uh, a brighter, uh, a light red. And the the face thing is like a mask that appears to be some kind of ivory. Ka-ching! We'll take it off and look at the face. Oh, uh, wow, okay. You you immediately wish you hadn't done that. Beneath the mask is a green face. The skin has become so thin uh, as to give impression of not having... Like, there, there's almost like no sense of muscle or sinew or, or anything in the face. The green skull. It doesn't. <laughs> it still has lids, right? It's it's still a person. Uh, it's just a very very weird person. Um, the eyes are very narrow, and they have this sickly sort of uh, reddish. How would you call it? It's like um, uh, an opaqueness Iris? to it. There are no irises or anything like that. It's just an opaque red. And instead of a mouth, there are no like lips or anything. It's just it's just skin covered jaws, uh, and and they end in these these like. Not teeth, but they're they're like two solid rows of enamel. Like it's just the worst thing. This is like you you look at it's like oh this is so wrong, right? It's like the evil turtle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, there there used to be a nose in the face, but the nose is like either it has has uh, rotted off or it's been taken off. So well, I'll I'll take the ivory mask and like pull that hood over that face. I don't have to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, uh, it appears to have some some uh, dinky knife that's uh, all bloody. Stick that to boot. Yeah, that, that's it. Quickly look around if there are no others rushing towards me. You don't see a soul. Jog back up to the house. Or the okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the temple, you uh, see a few. You you you, you realize there there's no one here alive anymore. You you see a few more. Um, uh, bodies in the corridor, uh, and one in, uh, a kind of, um, inner sanctum, which is, a, it's a temple that is, st- is straight ahead when you go straight in. Instead of going right or left in the corridor, T, T intersection, you go straight ahead through a door. There's this, uh, kind of chapel where it, it mirrors the kind of igloo chapel in town where it's like a, st- a stone floor. There's a basin in, in the, in the middle of the floor. But uh, there's a sort of natural cold spring emptying out from the mountain's wall into the 
the basin and there appears to be like a hole in the middle of the basin to release or or like drain water so it it's, it never entirely fills up but it's full of this water and there are these, these like pale bluish greenish very sheer pieces of cloth that are sort of moving in an unseen breeze like like uh, like the northern lights right and and the whole room gives a very like serene and mystical impression and it's doubly so now when you have this sorcerer's light um you know striking the cloth and the water and all that stuff there's one dead there you also you also see a bedroom what appears to be a bedroom with four beds and there are two bodies in their beds in there so how is our uh judas taking all of this she she looks um she looks surprised to distraught but it's like you you get the feeling that she knew that this was probably what had happened so it's more like you're seeing someone walking around and like yeah this is exactly what i feared uh is it exactly like she feared or exactly like she planned oh that's tougher to tell hmm but there's no sign of Saul. No, no Saul. Unless you, well, there are two bodies in the in the bedroom that you that are sort of in their beds, and it's uh, oh, okay, fair enough. You have your light. No, there are there, there's no Saul. There are two bodies with their throats slit in in the in two of the four beds in the hmm. bedroom. Can we go downstairs? There is no downstairs. Oh, Though there is basement. There, there is no basement, but there is a um, there's a watchtower, right? A small watchtower out on, in the on the grounds. There are, of course, a few, like, if, if you look everywhere here, there's an adjoining sauna made from some sort of natural hot spring. There are some storerooms with, with like, easily you know, preserved food. Kale, did you find anything? I don't know. Did I? Uh, you did not find, you have not found any Anthony. No Anthony. Neither of the bodies on the bed look familiar to me? They look like women, both of them. They're Other dressed in, the, in the robes of the, the order. Okay. So he's going to shake his head. Where's Marklin? I guess that's... He jumped out a window. <laughs> I, I guess that's when Marklin comes back. He'd probably sneak back until he saw that there was you no know, more violence going on back ah. at the temple. Well, it's going to be hard to sneak when the full bright is going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I caught whatever that was that was here. It was running somewhere. I thought it might be getting more... Um, People, whatever it is that if it was human, it's not human anymore. Parima looks at you, and do, do you carry the mask openly? I'll probably just to uh, get a uh, her reaction show that it was wearing this. Uh, she looks, she looks, uh, you know, like yeah, this is the final confirmation. She says that that is the mask of a follower of Shoggle. She appears to have a, a moment, and she walks into one the bedroom to as if to want to be alone. Well, we already were there, so nothing for me. According to Saul's notes, there's supposed to be some place under this temple, but I don't see any obvious way of getting to it. Do the uh, searching around for the, the trap doors. Interesting. Okay. Well, okay, as a final thing, you can hear a gasp from the bedroom. Prima comes backing out, and there's there's now an, sort of an extra bright radiance coming from um, from in in the bedroom. Well, Mason Hand will go and investigate. All right. Is she possessed? So above one of the corpses, there is this hovering uh, shape, uh, this hovering sort of mirror image of this, this slain young woman. 
and she looks at you uh, in the doorway and she points to you uh, and with a voice that sounds at once very near and also as if you're hearing it from a great windswept distance. She points to you and says, Hearken, the novice Melobin sold us to the green men from the north. In the dark of night, his knife slithered like the snake over sleeping skin. You must revenge us. But first, bear the high one's head to safe haven. Follow the stream of Domona from crypt to dragon's mouth, where twain sun wheels are turned. This I beg you, but Commorda's will be done. And with that, the image just vanishes like like northern lights vanishing in the sky. Sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> and I think maybe Kale just wants to nope on out of there. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe that's where we have to we have to close this chapter. Um, yeah, that's a, it's a it's an interesting closing point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're going to get that head, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we didn't get quite as far as I hoped, but but you know that's that's a that's burning wheel. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, cool. I think it seems it seems like you can whip up a sort of impromptu thing with this if you if you cut out a lot of the the stuff that takes time. Oh yeah, it's probable. So I think it's prob- it's it's with this test in mind. I think it's eminently doable to have like oh let's do a spinoff sometime on the beards with these dwarves and and you can still have like an interesting experience. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely uh, more streamlined. Yeah. So. I, I noticed uh, mechanically w- w- when we hit those bits that w- we turned right through them real quick. We we didn't yeah. spend time pondering tomes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, we've done that throughout the last three years, so I think we we have some of these things down pat by now. One would hope. Mm. <laughs> awesome. Did you? Was it fun? Was it enjoyable? Was it yeah. okay? Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm going to have to go and wash the sulfur out of my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one. Cool, cool. If uh, John is gone some other time, that maybe we can we can see if you can find this um, fabled head. Otherwise, this was an, a, a fun experiment, right? Oh, yeah. Hey, I got a head for you. Want that one to work? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the right one. <laughs> it's not a really good head. <laughs> yeah. Man, I okay. hope to like get a little further so I could I could work some twists, but um, mm, yeah. <laughs> well, we we always are on a tight budget for time. I thought we actually made pretty good progress and got to a plot point. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured like we would just have uh, some quick scenes in town and then we would like cut directly to the the temple. And I I tried to do that as as best I could, but silly Wilhelm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm starting to pick up more of a Lovecraftian vibe after I've seen this cultist, or heard him describe. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's just downright wrong. It's meant to be. <laughs> cool. All right. right. I'll take care. You too. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> it was weird. I was confused. I was fixing a door, and then people started climbing over the fences, and I was like, get the fuck off my property! Like, <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> it's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday-skypers.podbean.com, find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. 
It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.